0: Hello and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. That's right, it's a podcast that we're doing. I'm Dude, this is Andy. Hey there everybody. We're the Album Nerds, you can find us at albumnerds.com. We're a couple of buddies that like talking about music and we just record our conversation and try and keep it entertaining and actually somewhat organized and topical rather than just yapping for <laughs> half an hour at a time, which is one of
1: my weaknesses. Right, Andy? <laughs> oh, it just seems to come naturally to some of us, but that's okay. That's why I'm here. I'm, uh, I am provide the silence. You provide the peace. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> <Because>
1: <laughs> the yin to your yang. Exactly.
0: Yes. So this is our our first show of well it's not our first show of the new year, but it's our first uh show that isn't focused completely on um of the new year that isn't focused on releases of twenty sixteen. Uh the, I think we're gonna talk we're gonna do some topical stuff the next couple of shows rather than talking about new albums. Uh, because you yeah, know, we're yeah we're you know. waiting. We're <laughs> waiting.
1: <laughs> the end of the year is kind of a quiet time in, in new music releases and I think we kinda Shot our load on that the last couple of episodes Kind of oh, doing God. the recaps <laughs> So yeah we're going to dive into A couple Kind of like what we call spotlight projects That we're going to focus on over the next few months And and I also want to kind of dive Deep into an artist Kind of do an artist spotlight that um, We may not know that much about But is pretty influential to the music that we love um, Yeah so without too much more ado do you want to jump into uh what are our, our big plans are for these uh spotlight projects sure yeah we you know
0: uh i was kicking around ideas about what to do for the show one and two just for myself in terms of um expanding my horizons you know especially after we did the releases of last year our top ones i i really found that i'm kind of stuck in a mire of certain types of Music and I wanted to expand that. I've always been interested in the blues, but I've never really gotten into it. It's so daunting because it's such a storied history, and it's uh, you know the blues are a foundational piece of rock and roll, which is my favorite type of music. So I really wanted to get into it, I, you know. But it's you know you go to a record store, or something it's like, what do you buy? Who's good? What are the classic blues albums? So I decided. It was time to do a little project for myself this year, where I want to learn about the history of the blues, learn about some of the influential albums, and try to become a real fan uh, before I make any de- buying decisions. Because um, I think it's important, you know. I want to respect. I want to respect the genre and respect the uh, the tradition. So uh, you're doing something similar because I I uh, inspired you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you did inspire me I, I think it was a, it's a cool idea And I'm very curious to hear what you come up with From the, some of the blues projects you discover That's, That is kind of a mysterious genre You know, it's so much before our time Where it was really in its heyday So it got me thinking, like, what else Kind of in American music history Is a little bit foreign to me And I think, you know without Besides the blues, you think about American jazz music And how influential that has been on On modern music so I'm gonna do a, a deep dive into to the jazz scene and, and kind of get a sense of of where where all that music started and and try and get a sense of how it how it evolved over the decades. Um, so I think we both we both kind of went through and just looked at some top album lists, you know, from some reputable sources in both those genres, and and uh, kind of got a sense of like, okay, we need to make sure we hit these records and these artists. But then also building from there and just kinda of looking through some of the historical documents, you know, documentaries, books, those types of things that we could kind of get a sense of the culture and the times that these this music was being made and how how it affected this.
0: Yeah, I'm I at first I thought it was gonna be easy. Go on the internet, put in top blues albums of all time, listen to <laughs> whatever ten or twenty or thirty that are on there and be like, okay, I'm done. But as I started to look at those lists, they were splintered and varied opinions. And I found one that was actually someone put together like five different top tens that they found and made one list. So (laughs) I'm going to work off of (laughs) a list of lists. I'm going to work off of that for things to listen to. I'm also like we, we had talked about pre-show a little bit. Um, and you just mentioned, uh, Trolling YouTube and Netflix and whatever for some documentaries on blues artists and you know and the the blues the Delta blues and uh, there's subgenres and you know it, there's so much to the history of it and where it comes from. It comes from a life you know from a from the life of Black Americans when in slavery times and then as slavery was ending and and they were still you know working for peanuts like you know pennies a day kind of a thing and the blues the roots a lot of the roots of it in the south are from are from that and so that's going to be you know that's part of the reason i want to learn and i'm kind of approaching this like i'm taking a college course or something Mm -hmm. so i'm going to try and take it in pieces read books get to know the history because like i said i I don't want to just you know i guess i'm past the age of caring if i'm a poser or not but i want to (laughs) get i want to understand it and And if I really do get into it, I want to get into it knowing, you know, that's part of the beauty of music is it can touch you emotionally and be a part of your life, but I want to understand where it comes from. So yeah. I also found one other thing. One other thing I want to throw out there that I thought was interesting. I found the best albums. So this one is a top ten that's uh, for people who love rock and roll. So basically, it's a list of ten. It's the best ten. It's ten blues albums any rock and roll fan should listen to. So yeah, nice. I'm hoping that'll help too.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah. It'll be really interesting to hear how these things kind of tie back or hint to the things that we we love and listen to in modern day music. And I'm also curious to see how the blues tie into to jazz a little bit, especially you know how they kind of grew from one another in the you know fifty, sixty years ago.
0: Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny how this ha- how we ended up with what we ended up with because my tendencies, you know, so often when I'm talking about a rock album I like, it's blues rock. Oh, it's got blues, you know. Right, right. And true. I know what that means, but do I really know what that means? And I want to be able to recognize those riffs, like when you listen yeah. to a Led Zeppelin song. There, sometimes it's just straight up blues riffs that were taken from from. Traditional blues songs and stuff. So that's part of it. But then I think it's funny that you, because the blues, at least the, you know, the early stuff is pretty much harmonica, guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. You know, I like my music simple. You <laughs> like a little more flourish, and jazz definitely has more layers musically, instrumentally. So I think that'll be fun too.
1: Yeah, yeah, they seem like good, uh, good compliments to our, to our taste. So, yeah, looking forward to that that's kind of something we're going to be doing over the next few months, however long it takes, and we'll be kind of be checking in with updates and some some records to recommend and kind of maybe some interesting stories for how these things came about and hopefully,
0: if anyone is listening, they might have some ideas yeah. or thoughts or yeah, or maybe it'll yeah. inspire someone to go on you know to do their own their own journey where maybe someone wants to explore. Uh, the music of 90s white rappers, like...
1: Uh, <laughs> I was going to do that one. Just, va- just
0: Vanilla Ice, Just Vanilla Ice, Just Snow. Eminem, I guess, would squeeze in dr- right below the line. Um, what was that band, that group Third Base? They were pretty good, actually. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's... We're challenging ourselves to, to grow a little bit because, I mean... We like we've said a million times. We're not music experts. We're not professional reviewers. We just love it. And um, getting to the age where
1: I'm running out of new stuff, <laughs> so it's time to
0: go back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's always good to know your roots, and this is a good good opportunity to, to get a better feel for them. So, yeah, that's our kind of our genre history spotlights that we're going to be doing. Um. So
0: I, should we set some goals of some kind that we you know? Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. That's a good th-
1: idea. You know, like what's going to be especially for the of listeners? This?
0: That, yeah, because you know the listeners are like, okay, thanks for sharing what you're going to be doing in your spare time. That's your Like I, idea. like I give a shit. I'm listening to this to find out what to listen to. Right. Um. So I think what I, you know, ultimately at the end of it all, I'd like to have like ten albums that I think are my favorite blues albums, and hopefully they span a bunch of different time periods. But I think in the in the midterm, maybe we should check in once a month at least, you know, just once a month and talk about um, where we are. Say if I've listened to of the fifty albums I'm hoping to listen to that I've listened to ten of them, you know, and and talk about some of the highlights and. Yeah, because the approach is going to change. Because right now it feels I'm going to go through the top ten based on their rankings. Uh, I thought about doing it chron- chronologically, but that could get that could get weird.
1: So, yeah, I was debating about that too. Because I, yeah, at least at least in jazz, like there was definitely a peak, you know, mid mid 50s to like the early 60s where there was a lot of classic records that came out. And then after that, you know, it kind of took a back seat in in pop culture. So how do you – is chronological the right way to go about it? I'm not exactly sure, but you don't want to, like, th- ignore a decade of music, right?
0: I think you're going to find, though, that you're going to have splintering, and so will I. Uh, you know, you've got your stuff that's jazz, like Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass that was going on in the 60s, but mm-hmm. – you it's know, a lot different. yes. So I think that's where we're gonna. You're gonna be challenged, and so am I to keep on track because there's gonna be, qualifying who fits the profile is gonna be. That's why these hopefully
1: these lists will be good good guidelines. Cool. So yeah, I mean, look for for top albums that we come across, and then uh, hopefully at the end we'll have a kind of a composited compiled list of uh, everything that we loved
0: and hopefully it'll help us better understand the things that we like now and maybe even open up the doors for some uh, new albums that come out this year that maybe I will appreciate that I wouldn't have even given a listen before so that's kind of my hope too cool
1: good idea
0: okay now we're going to move on from this little topic and we're going to focus on the future, well actually the future of like it's beyond, the blues started in the 30s or before that but what we're (laughs) going to be talking about started in the 90s so it's kind of the future but it's kind of the past Uh, we're going to do a little artist spotlight and talk about a band very influential, somewhat little known band Mother Love Bone from Seattle, Washington and some of uh, the crossovers with bands that everybody knows about so we're going to Kind of have to make some assumptions out there, Andy, as we talk about this. that people under you know know the bands we're talking about; they're connected with Mother Love Bone. So why don't you uh, give us a little background?
1: Um, yeah, well, Mother Love Bone. I, you know, I th- most people think of like the '90s Seattle grunge scene. You know, they think of Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. But there was this other band that kind of came before them. That I, some people. I think you can make a pretty strong argument. It kind of really kicked off the beginning of that sound. Um, they were formed in 1988, and a lot of their members were taken from other bands that were popular in that area, um, one of which was a band called Green River, which had two musicians you may recognize from uh, what would become Pearl Dram, uh, Jeff and Ament and Stone Gossard. And um, their singer was kind of the... Uh, I guess kind of the backbone of the band, a guy by the name of Andrew Wood, who was in a, a kind of like a, an 80s, what did you call them a metal band, uh, Malfunction. Is that, I never really listened to them. You, you're more familiar with them, right?
0: Yeah, well, Malfunction was a local Seattle band, and I think they did a, they were on the Deep Six compilation, which people should look for. It was some of those, uh, The uh, Green River was on there. The Melvins, yeah. I think, were on there. And it right. was, uh, you know, in, in that subculture in Seattle, um, there were these bands that worked and played live and got a little studio time here and again. And, yeah, I, they were kind of like a – I guess it leaned more toward – because Andrew Wood's voice and style definitely was more in the glam tradition. Um, and Green yeah. River was a, was a muddier sort of band. I actually I think guys from Green River went on to form Mudhoney if I'm not mistaken.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Yeah. How how would you compare Andrew uh, Wood's vocal style? Like is there anybody he reminds you of?
0: Um I, I not exactly, although, you know, there's to me there's touches of Robert Plant. There's Okay. There's a bit of Stephen Tyler. There's yeah, I could see that. Uh, But the the more bluesy kind of whale, I think, is a little more along that. But there's also like a – there's a little Sebastian Bach there, too, to me. Um, It's hard to characterize it. It just was a – I mean, it fit for 1988. He had the right kind of voice, the right kind of look, Uh, great attitude, um, very flamboyant, but still – you know, Sort of manly Which is kind of what was going on back then With a lot of the glam rock um, Hair right. metal type of stuff But they didn't sound like Poison or anything It wasn't like Unskinny Bop It wasn't that kind of stuff It was a little more It was like a blend of the more serious Output of bands like Soundgarden and stuff And then kind of the attitude And presentation of more Mainstream And they were one of the first bands assigned to an actual Major label
1: I was team, that, so. was it Geffen they signed with to put out their first record?
0: Uh I thought it was Mercury Mercury
1: but one of those, you could be one right. of those big labels out there. Yeah. Yeah, so they put out an, an EP um uh, called Shine. That was like their their first kind of release to the public, right? And that generated a lot of buzz around the Seattle community. Yep. Um I thought it was interesting To find out that Chris Cornell Was actually roommates With uh, Andy Wood At the time They were recording this And kind of getting Their bands set up So they were all You know Friendly with each other And that, that scene Was pretty Tight woven Fair to say In terms of the members there Everybody kind of Knew each other And was hanging out together
0: Yep Yeah I mean This story is This sto- I mean I've known Because I grew up This was my era you know being in my 20s when this stuff was all coming out so i know this story by heart um and i may have some wrong stuff because i heard it by word of mouth back in the 90s there was no people weren't (laughs) looking it up on anything apedia it was just based on what you read in rolling stone or heard somewhere you
1: know Yeah, well, then they, they um, were getting ready to put out, like, their their debut record, which was titled Apple. This was about 1990, I think early 1990. Yep. And unfortunately, Andy overdosed on heroin and and passed away before it even came out. So really, they were kind of on the precipice of this big shift in music. You know, they were able to record the record, but before they could really become popular they decided to break up and that was kind of the beginning and the end of, of mother love bone
0: yeah what's interesting about it is they were probably the most commercially uh prepared at that time and it's just i don't know what would have happened if that album had come out and andy would had lived and stone and jeff hadn't As we're going to talk about now, after Andy died, they didn't know what to do. They didn't want to get a new singer. They had their record deal finally. They were going to make it, and then it all gets taken away, and they ended up forming a new band. And We don't need to go through the whole history of how they found Eddie Vedder, but they ended up forming Pearl Jam. And If you listen to 10, the first Pearl Jam album, and if you've listened to Apple or really any... The album I grew up with um, was, I think, just called Mother Love Bone. It was a it was the Shine EP, and Apple put together Mercury put it out in the whole. And when grunge was taking off, and anything Seattle was taking off, it was like, oh, we we got to re-release this stuff. And me and my friends all loved it and listened to it. But I mean, so a a couple years ago, I was riding around with a friend. I was listening to Mother Love Bone. He's like. What is this? It sounds like Pearl Jam, but with a different singer, and I'm like, "Holy, yeah, holy shit!" <laughs> you know, so, exactly I never it heard is. it that way. <laughs> I never heard it that way. But the early Pearl Jam stuff, I mean, musically is very similar, just with a completely different vibe because it's a completely different type of uh, lyrics and lead singer. So it's just very interesting. Nirvana broke. Would there would have been no Pearl Jam? What would have happened with? I mean, it just music history would have been completely different it's just very i mean it's it's certainly sad but at the time you know when i was obsessed with pearl jam the whole like mythos of oh my god all these cosmic things had to happen and (laughs) and andy wood was such a cosmic sort of dude very the lyrics and stuff are all very spacey and ethereal and Mm -hmm. um fun though the guy's fun. It's a great. It's a great listen if you like kind of like '80s metal, but you also love grunge. I mean, it's like the perfect marriage.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I really enjoy Apple quite a bit, and I kind of got into they put out earlier this year, kind of like a box set of all their recordings, as well as some B sides and kind of unreleased tracks, which is a really good listen too. they're and they were just a really tight. You know, surprisingly polished band for that for that time. You know, being so early in their career, you can definitely pick up a lot on the you know the music that was to come from that from that that space and time in Seattle. There. Um, should we touch on Temple of the Dog a little bit and and how that yeah that came about? Definitely. Now
0: I I think if I were to just go, I don't mind stealing bread. Pretty much everyone would know, has heard that song at some point. I'm going hungry. That was Temple of the Dog, and a lot of time people think that was Pearl Jam because Eddie Vedder was singing on it with Chris Cornell. But uh, so people know it. I think people know Temple of the Dog. They just don't know they know Temple of the Dog. So continue. (laughs) Well,
1: Temple of the Dog essentially was Chris Cornell kind of stepping in I guess you could say momentarily t- to fill in uh, Andrew Wood's role there with um, with lovebone Lovebone. so it's really the remaining members who would, would eventually turn to be Pearl Jam um, singing with Chris and I guess Eddie was kind of there during some of the recordings and kind of lended his take on uh, some of the tracks as they that's why you hear him on, on the records there and so these guys were all just hanging out And recording music together at, yep. that, at that time
0: Yeah, it was uh, basically a tribute to Andrew Wood um, You know, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden Being roommates with him and everything And close friends So some of the songs are very clearly Like Say Hello to Heaven uh, Yeah, right th- There's some songs on there That are obviously to Andy um, And about him And a lot of the, the Temple of the Dog The name of the band Is from a lyric from from uh, Mother Love Bone Song And right. there's a lot of references In Temple of the Dog To Mother Love Bone songs And, and stuff But um, the Because uh, it was all of Pearl Jam Including Mike McCready Who wasn't previously in Mother Love Bone um, right. I believe Matt Cameron Who is the Soundgarden drummer Was Well is the Soundgarden drummer Was doing drums for it He's now the Pearl Jam drummer as well since 1998, so yeah, there's a lot of I can't believe I know all this stuff off the top, <laughs> top of my head. <laughs> nah, I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a Pearl Jam. I was a Pearl Jam disciple in, in right. my 20s. Yeah, up until my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> now I love them, but I don't. I'm not losing my mind over anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that project, I mean, that album is great, too, and it's got some nice Soundgarden-style rockers on it and some mm-hmm. beautiful songs. There's one song on there, Times of Trouble, I think. The riff was used by Pearl Jam on one of their B-sides, um, and I forget right now. I can't remember the name of the song. I wish I could. That's embarrassing. That would make a better story, um, yeah. It would make a better story Uh, Like I can think of the lyrics It's part of the You know It's part of this Three song opera Mini opera thing That Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam did That had three songs That Alive was one of them Once was one of them And then this other song That I can't think of (laughs) That's okay Yeah But the, the riff is exactly the same and it's just two takes on the same song which was cool maybe I can find the information while you talk about something else
1: uh, I was just going to touch on some other more popular songs if, you, if you're not familiar with the band you might you might check out a few of these um, I think This Is Sanger is kind of like their most notable recognizable track you might you might have heard on the radio I know um, another track called Stardog Champion was I know I've heard Pearl Jam played a few times And it's pretty uh, Pretty catchy as well And um, If you're on YouTube There's a really good um, Documentary about the band Called uh, Earth Affair You can find it pretty easily Just by doing a search on there It's only about a half hour long But it gives you a nice background On Who Andrew Wood was And and Kind of how the band got started And Gives you a good sense of
0: His personality He had a great personality And that's cool to see
1: yeah, very. F- most we didn't get to guy. see
0: that. Yeah, we didn't get to see it because he was gone before they ever really made an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the song, yeah, was Footsteps. Footsteps. <laughs> Footsteps. Footsteps. And that was like a B-side um I think for I think it was on the B-side of Jeremy single. It, it wasn't on the album, but I'm sure you can I'm sure it's on that Lost Dogs compilation. Okay. Interesting. I did That's- not remember it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, the the footsteps was part of this trilogy of songs that included Alive, then Once from 10, and then Footsteps was the last one. And, and it was the story of, you know, you know the story of Alive where the the kid is, like, maybe abused by his parent and then... Once, he goes on a murdering spree, or murders people, hurts people, and then footsteps is him on death row, m- lamenting the mistakes that he made and stuff. Now, oh, that the same again, character? Through all those the stones. same character, that, well, that's, a, it. that's the story um, from my youth that everyone talked about, um, okay. who knows, <laughs> who knows now, you know, stuff changes over time, and word of mouth could have been completely completely wrong but that was the story <laughs> yeah it sounds good yeah it does I mean you know the whole mythos of Pearl Jam was major stuff back then
1: so yeah yeah
0: like who's Eddie Vedder is he some genius poet Jim Morrison reincarnated <laughs> So there is some stuff about the Mamasan trilogy online, if that's what it's called. If anyone is interested in looking it up, cool, cool.
1: Anything else about uh, MLB here?
0: People should listen to it. I mean, uh, I, you know, those who missed it, it's really cool. It's it's great summer. Hopefully, summer will come. I see the sun poking. Through the clouds right now. But it's a great just, you know, a blast the rock and roll album if if you still got that in you So I really recommend checking it out and hearing hearing the very beginnings of Pearl Jam.
1: Yeah. Likewise. Cool it's been fun yeah. kinda going back to that time and kinda yeah. hearing where it all came from. So yeah, it's a they're a good listen for sure. Mother of the Bone.
0: What should they listen to? Apple or should they listen to The Shiny P? Or should they listen to the Mother Love Bone album that's a combo of those? Or should they listen to that new thing with all the <laughs> unreleased tracks? I say go with <laughs> this I say The Shiny P to get a taste, if you like that bite of the apple then eat the whole thing and listen to Apple. That would be my <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I would not recommend jumping into the the complete works. It's it's pretty it's 3 hours long. <laughs> it's a lot to take in but wow uh,
0: yeah I even it's... haven't listened to that yet
1: <laughs> so I've listened to it a few times but there's a lot of material well, there
0: you're, well you're learning you are you know I've been listening to them for 20 something years so yeah yeah I'm an OG
1: alright <laughs> well I want to <laughs> just take sure a second
0: I, I just want to take a second to thank some people for sponsoring okay. the show like to thank the people over there at Maker's Tea, you know. Tea's good, tea's hot, tea make you feel good about yourself, and that's important in this life. And this episode has been powered by the great tea at makerstea.com. If you like that loose leaf stuff, if you like to do it for real, not just some dippy bag thing, go to makerstea.com. Use the coupon code Album Nerds for twenty percent off your next order. Maker's Tea, making great tea easy where at makerstea.com that's right I think the whole audience probably repeated that
1: right oh they've they've heard it a few times now (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah cool man that's about does it for time on this this episode man shall we yeah uh, we nailed it we nailed it I hope it was
0: interesting it was different
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah let us know what you thought about that kind of the spotlight and, and our kind of foray into uh, blues and jazz you can hit us up on on twitter at, at albumnerds you can also um, we'll leave a we'll leave a link on the uh, on the website for some of this uh, Mother Love Bone of all these records uh, Spotify playlist um, so check that out albumnerds.com we're also on uh, Symbol, Symbol FM, and uh, you can grab the grab on a grab the uh, the po- the podcast at iTunes, Google Play Music, iTunes. and Stitcher Radio. Google
0: Play Music, Stitcher Radio. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for listening. Please let us know what you thought of this little different approach today. And if you prefer to just hear us blabber on about album after album, which is what we usually do, then let us know that, too. Uh, If you have any album recommendations, if you have any comments, please leave them with us. We'll catch you next time on the Album Nerds podcast. Peace out, fools. See you next time.